Hi, welcome to Stay at Home and Binge Podcast. I'm your host, AJ. And before you listen to this episode, I just wanted to give a few disclaimers. This podcast is the opinion of me or my guests that happen to be on the show. So if there's something you do not like or do not want to hear, just go ahead and turn the podcast off and just find something else. I won't be offended. Two, I try to avoid spoilers. But if you feel that talking about pacing, uh, if there's a directional shift of the show, if I mention those things and you find that too spoilers for you, go ahead and stop what you're doing and just go ahead and watch the show and then come back to my podcast. See if you agree or disagree with why I think a show is binge worthy or not. Also, lastly, please keep in mind to binge responsibly. I still have a job. I still go outside. I still go and shower and exercise and do all these things. Watching a couple of episodes of my favorite show, or maybe not my favorite show, is just a type of self-care for me. And please keep in mind, try and do the things that need to be done in the day. So please binge responsibly. Now on to the show. It's a new year and it's the same me. I'm not big on resolutions, but one of my favorite artists, he's a solo artist named Tablo. He's also one of the rappers in Epic High. He said on his Twitter account, less resolutions and more solutions, please. And I thought that was kind of cool. So that's my motto this year is to think about more solutions in my life instead of trying to think of resolutions. If you have some, that's awesome. But usually I just don't even remember them. So that means I probably don't keep them. I'm also not big on it's the new year. So I have to try something. I will try something in March. I will try something in June. I will try something in November. November is a big month for me to change things up. So that's why I'm just like, you know, you'll figure it out when you figure it out. I do hope the holidays were amazing and you feel rested. Uh, I definitely was. I watched a great drama uh, over the break that I might do a podcast on, so I don't give it away. If you follow on my Twitter account, which is at Stay Home Binge, all one word, you'll probably know what I watched. But until then, let's move on to this episode. Um, this episode, I'm going to call it Empire Bling Series. Because I'm going to do a little bit of a versus of three shows that talk about wealth, opulence, and culture, which is kind of an interesting spin. But I'm going to talk about Empire Blank, as well as Young, Famous, and African, and then the latest one, Dubai Blank. These are the shows that we're going to talk about in this series. So stay tuned. And keep listening. So let's begin with the first in the series, the original Bling Empire. It's a reality TV show based in the LA area and it focuses on the lives and wealth of East and Southeast Asians. 
The hook of the show is, you know that movie Crazy Rich Asians? Well, this is them in real life. Do they play that up? Absolutely. It has been said that this is the first series ever to focus on East and Southeast descent. So, who's the cast? I must warn you that the cast is large. I'm not going to list them all because we will be here forever. So, here's my attempt to make it as simple as possible. There's Kane Lim, an investor from Singapore. The Chu family. And the person who's in charge of this family is Christine and her husband, Gabriel. Please note, Gabriel is the 24th direct descendant of the Song Empire. Once again, did I mention you? They are wealthy. They mentioned this a lot. You learn about their family dynamics and why this is so important. Uh, I'd like to say the uh, other alpha female in the series is Anna Shea. She's part Japanese, part Russian, and she's a socialite who has a fortune. And when I say that she is eccentric, that is probably the best way to put it. In the, in the best possible way. She kind of has this free spirit, try it once, do it all kind of spirit. And it's very awesome to see. And especially, um, she is a, I would say, kind of an older woman. And still having that spirit, it's, I think a lot of us could kind of relate to that or wanting to be that, to still be kind of carefree and not give a crap about what anyone thinks. And I really like that about Anna. Uh, who else is there? There is Kevin um, Gruder. He's a male, I, I believe that's his last name. He's a male model born in Korea, but is raised in Philadelphia. And he's kind of the narrator of the series and we're seeing kind of their lives the like people who are wealthy through his eyes the story is kind of his point of view and then there's also who else i'm trying to read all my notes because there's there's so many of them but like i said the cast is huge so we have a dj a denim harris a fashion blogger etc 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 like the cast is definitely over six people. Um, but the foundation of the show is Kevin, and he's from the Midwest, and he's never seen this type of wealth before. So it's like, oh my God, all the time. And wow, they really do this. So you kind of have to get used to that a little bit. Someone who's never seen any of this before. Now... Before we get into it, we always go, what do the critics say? Now, mind you, we do not care what the critics say. We do hate watch on this podcast. But as you would expect, because it's a reality TV show and people just think it's kind of epic, the scores are about 50 to 60%, which isn't great. So I did find an article, um, Bling Empire Sparks Criticism for Being What Is, a reality TV show by Kai Curry from the Northwest Asian Weekly. And in the commentary, they wrote, early claims have been that Bling Empire is unrelatable to most people. Yet that's not really the case. Income-wise, maybe. But the show has a soft side, which might keep audiences coming back. And I would have to agree with them. And maybe that's why I kept watching. So let's get into why you should watch it. 
So the first reason why you should watch it is you just love seeing rich people. You love looking at the fashion, the parties, the travel, the beautiful restaurants. You like watching all that and you see it in full display. I used to be an event planner, so it was cool to see all the parties that they used to do, like their Lunar New Year that I believe it's Christine that throws. Gorgeous. And I loved watching all of that stuff. And I understood what kind of goes in behind the scenes to have that done. Two, the storytelling, when it gets personal, it really is good. Um, it really hints at stories that people can understand, especially if they're immigrants in this country. Are you adopted? Is childbirthing a struggle? Finding love? Being accepted? It's all there in a way I wasn't expecting. In some ways, it, it makes them all kind of relatable and human, like the article mentions. So it definitely has those stories there that I really wanted to know how they get fulfilled, how they're kind of also left out in the open because it is reality TV. Sometimes you don't have the answers. Thirdly, you're learning about different types of cultures, especially um, Asian, South Asian cultures. Now, it's not a one-size-fits-all, but you definitely see the difference between a Korean culture and a Chinese, someone who's from Singapore. Uh, it kind of delves into that just a tiny bit. I'm not saying that it's a catch-all and that's where you should go and learn your Asian cultures from, but you get a little bit of taste of that. I mean, I even liked how when they title card different families, it was in the language that um, that their culture represents. So it was just kind of cool to see that a little bit. You don't see that on kind of just normal day television. And so I thought that was interesting. So why not to watch it? My number one big one, especially a girl from the Midwest, is the Midwest slander. I always feel like television fiction and reality wants to depict Midwest as people who have no manners and are a decade behind. That is not true. I'm not saying all areas, but I'm also not going to say that it happens all the time. I always feel like when I look at the Midwest, they're like, they're always, you know, years behind. And some areas that is true. Some areas it is not. I have a problem with Kevin a little bit that he wants to be a model and he wants to model probably clothes like Dior and Chanel and Gucci. And he kind of chews with his mouth open and he doesn't really know anything about clothes. He knows really nothing about his industry except for he just wants to look hot. And it just, he's like a Dumpkin Bumpkin kind of person. And so I found that very frustrating. And it doesn't really get any better, I don't think, in the second season either. And instead of saying he doesn't know something or to get help, he's just like, I'm going to do it my way and it's going to work. Uh, two, I think the cast is just way too big. There are just people that their storylines I just didn't care about. Like, we could have kind of put them as be actors. They could come and pump in, you know, pop in once in a while and then out. That's That's my personal opinion, that the cast... Is too big. And like when I was looking at the cast list. I was like oh yeah that's right. That's her. Or that's him. Also. The show. I mean it doesn't bring too much new to the table. So you're going to get a cat fight. 
you're gonna go get a love interest that's bad. It like the show has to have drama, and sometimes it has to have drama between castmates, and sometimes you feel like it doesn't make sense whatsoever. Like, why is this fight occurring? But at last, here we are because drama and cat fights bring in ratings. So it's like the same everything, you know, like every other show that's kind of like this. But that is Bling Empire. So let's move on to the next show that I want to talk about. So the next show that's not in the Blink series, but it's in the same vein, and I'm not understanding why it doesn't have kind of the Blink monarch, especially we kind of have a third show I'm going to talk about in the series, and that is Young, Famous, and African. And in a way, I need someone to explain to me why, because I don't understand. It's about a group of friends who are wealthy living in Johannesburg, South Africa. Being rich, fabulous, and fighting. Sounds familiar? Just a different location. Um, once again, the cast is large and re- representing countries such as Tanzania, Uganda, and Nigeria. We have Annie, I believe it's Makale Idibia. I'm going to say this wrong, and I apologize. I say every word practically in a foreign language wrong. So I do apologize. Um, She's a Nigerian actress and her husband is Innocent, who is from Nigeria. We have Diamond Platinums, a singer-songwriter from Tanzania. We have Swanky Jerry. He's a fashion stylist from Nigeria. We have Zahari, the boss lady, a socialite from Uganda, and has two two children with Diamond Platinums. Yep, you kind of see where we're going with this. We have uh, Nadia Nakai, a South African-born Zimbabwean rapper and TV personality. That's just to name a few. It's still the same idea, though, just set in South Africa. Now, the reviews from from the critics are hard to find, and that's kind of frustrating me because it just feels like not even, and I just couldn't find it. And if I'm wrong, you can always reach out to me. I couldn't really even find black media like writing about it. And I feel like we should be writing about it. Whether we like it or not, we should be writing about it too, you know? And I know, but people on Twitter were talking about it. And they loved, good or bad, they loved the show. You know, black Twitter had some absolute words about the show. And I'm going to repost some on my feed at Stay at Home page on Twitter of some of the things that were said, especially about wigs, just to let you know. But I did find one article from Pulse Kenya by Miriam, I hope it's saying, um, Mivind, who gave us four reasons why to watch. And I'm happy to agree with a couple of them. So that's an article I'll post on my feed, but I'm going to give you my personal reasons why to watch. It shows that Africans don't live in huts. The cities are vast and modern, some better than the ones in America. It shows that Africans can be just as luxurious as anyone else. And I'm all for it in my 
chase of escapism. I get to see someone like me living this fantasy life. And he wears a crown. I want to wear a crown. I hope, like, for maybe a major milestone. Not a tiara, a crown. Like, I want to wear a crown. And she wore it during her interviews. Like, that's how fabulous they felt. The clothes, luxurious, everything. Um, Two, it showcases African love and just, like, dark-skinned black love. Like, we're not getting someone who's fair-skinned. And yes, that even exists in our culture. Colorism is real. But someone, just when you show the relationship and the struggles and it's hard and even the fact that, and I don't want to give too much anyway, but like Annie recognized that what her worth was. And for her husband, Swanky, had to say, I got to kind of man up and humble myself. I know we have a lot of like, talk think tanks out there who men want to say what they want for from a woman and what they deserve but at sometimes at some point a man has to humble themselves and say you know what i kind of effed up and kind of treated her like crap and i need to show how much that i care and it was wonderful to see that on television um Number three, I found when the cast was genuinely connected, the stories were enjoyable and I couldn't stop watching. But there were other times I felt like, how is this person person with this friend? Once again, the cast being too large. It was hard to follow or to understand what was going on. Now, what not, why not to watch? If you know a lot about African culture, you might find it very narrowing. Um... The show is taking place, I guess, in a specific part of Johannesburg, and the area is the richest square miles of Johannesburg, but it's not very big. So you you are getting like a narrow view. It doesn't capture the whole spirit also of the continent. Like there's and that's the whole point. Africa's not a country, it's a continent with I don't several does sounds lame. Like a lot of countries with lots of different cultures. So you're getting a tiny, tiny snip, but sadly, it's a little more than we ever have gotten. Once again, why isn't this called African Blink? So please keep that in mind that it's very narrow view of culture. It's there, but it's very narrow view. Also, sometimes it's hard to believe, which is my point, number two, that they're all friends. Yes, they're all in the entertainment industry, and it is a special club, and it's really small. But I don't buy that y'all are all friends. Um, Do entertainers want to hang out with each other and be that close all the time? And part of me says no, and you can definitely tell that part of this could be for a show. Um... Three, I wish they had diverse backgrounds in terms of jobs. Not in terms of like their ethnicity. Is it ethnicity? Oops. Because um, they're from different countries with different cultures. But like they're all kind of rappers. They're actresses in the entertainment industry. And I would love to see, you know, kind of a doctor in there or entrepreneur or someone who's in real estate or, you know, another job that makes lots of money thrown in the mix, then that they're all in the same entertainment social club. 
that would be my personal take on that. But those are my reasons to watch and now watch. And now we're going to move on to the last show in this series, Dubai Blink. So the last in the series and the most recent and is Dubai Blink. Like it just came out, I believe, like the end of last year. Because not this year, because this year literally just started a couple weeks ago. And it has the shortest cast members of the list at nine. So that's why I said these casts are big. Um, you have real estate maven, Zanaya. You have radio personality, Chris and his fiance, Brianna. You have... TV media personality, uh, I believe you say her name, Lo Jahan. Um, and she's one of kind of the oldest TV personalities, like female wise, that's working in the business. So she's looking for her next step. You have Ibrahim, who is an entrepreneur and he owns a company called Forever Roses. And basically they're roses that last forever. Um, I've seen these products before. I've ordered some from, from my mom. They do last forever. So hers are still going and it's been a year. It's coming up a year. You have DJ Bliss and his wife, Diva D. And you have social influencer, Rahani, and fashion designer, Safa. Now, I couldn't get a number of, of people. I couldn't get a number of what people thought about the show, like a critique of it. And the critics on the show about the show are harsh. Um, they just... They just don't believe any of the story that's kind of going on in Dubai Blink. Um, Fawal Saab wrote in an article, The Truth Behind Dubai Blink, that even Versace bags can't hide. She wrote, Dubai Blink is one of the most troubling series produced because it paints a false um, perspective and makes viewers fall for the lie about wealthy Arab women being modern and carefree so that is and there were tons of articles that stated that that it's not even just about seeing all the wealth it's believing that these women are in charge of their lives so but we have to go on and say why watch Dubai is beautiful and has the same production values as the other shows and Netflix does that very well Two, it's a smaller cast size, so I can remember everyone and and how they're connected in the show. And I like kind of how the men are second, kind of second nature. Like when you do get episodes of the men, you're just like, I don't want to watch this. This is boring. Like they try to add it into the show, but you realize you really enjoy how the women interact with each other. Um... It also gives a brief glimpse in their values and religious followings, um, which is very interesting about kind of how they deal with the same kind of the social issues that we're talking, that were, excuse me, that were talked about, especially in Bling Empire. They're a little bit there and I think more so in Dubai Bling than, than anything. Like that's where the similarities are. And so you kind of get a glimpse into that. Now, this leads into 
why you might not want to watch. All the critiques kept saying it's a lie when it came to what the women were in charge of. And I'm not talking about lying about the wealth, but lying about their freedoms. So many articles were saying even this women's, these women live under a man's rule. And I don't know. It's like, I don't know what's true or not true. And I want these women because these women are so successful and they're making so many decisions that I wanted to believe that for them. So that was kind of really hard to hear that, that when I was reading the critiques. So, uh, two, the villain of the group bothers me and I can't explain it, but it doesn't sit with me. It just, there was something about how the drama was stirred up. It felt misogynistic. And I don't know why. I think I would rather drama. I liked it when the drama was between the women. And I almost was like, I wish the men were just cut out of it all completely. Because I just, I never really trusted them. And so... That's that that's leads me into my third point that the men are boring on the show. They have really nothing to do and they don't serve a purpose. So I felt like we could have just made an all female cast kind of and I guess you're trying to be different than like the other series that has all women, but I really wanted that because in the other two series the men were essential and the men here just didn't have anywhere to go. So that's how I felt about that. So after watching the show, what would I recommend? And I would recommend Bling Empire and Young Fam Famous, excuse me, Young Famous and African. Guilty pleasures for me. Escapism at its finest. Can't wait for season two of Young Famous and, Afri and African, which we hope will happen Netflix. Like I'm staring at Netflix because Netflix is on a pay rampage of canceling its shows. It deserves a second season. Now, if Dubai Bling has a second season, will I watch it? Yes, I want to see these women. I want to see them thrive and be professionals and in their business and does their fashion designs, you know, come to fruition and seeing runway shows and seeing women be bosses. Yes. You know, it's just frustrating that everyone's like, it's a lie. But like I said, you, you have to make peace with that. But the other two, I can definitely recommend wholehearted about it. I guess I would watch season two and just feel really bad about it. So thank you for listening to this podcast of Stay at Home and Binge. This episode, I talked about Bling Empire. I talked about Young, Famous, and African and Dubai, and Dubai Bling. Yes, that second show messed me up. It should be, be called African Bling. I don't know why. It really bothers me. But thank you so much for listening. Um, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Stay at Home binge all one word that's at stay at home binge uh as well as you can rate me on Podchaser. uh please leave me feedback comments it'd be great rate the podcast as we keep going uh, we have a lot of shows planned for kind of the tail end of the season i can't believe i'm kind of halfway because 
10 episodes is my mark or more. So we're getting, I'm very proud that I have kept going on this train a little bit. Uh, I apologize if the sounds is a little weird because I'm not sure why my mic volume might be a little low. So we're also working on technical difficulties. But until then, have fun, stay home, and binge something on TV. Bye.